0: Good morning this is sbo perspectives and i am jack mitchell along here with the esteemed john broccato yes and this is another week another episode great great content great great individual fellow sbo and uh, you'll be very excited to hear where she's from and what she's doing on this episode
1: so john take her away Yeah, today I think is a a timely episode as we hope most of them are. Presenting as a school business official is one of the main things we do, especially throughout budget season. And today we have someone who we consider a master presenter when it comes to all things school business and really being able to articulate the budgeting process revenues, expenditures, and everything that kind of falls in between those. So today we have Nicole Morasco from Kenton Union Free School District, and she really walks us through her process transitioning from a smaller district to a larger district and what you can do as a school business official to really prepare and articulate the message for the budget. And here's our interview with Nicole. Today on the podcast, we have Nicole Morasco, Assistant Superintendent for Finance at the Kenmore Town of Tonawanda Union Free School District in the Western New York region. Nicole, welcome to the podcast. Nicole, Thank welcome.
2: Thank you so much. Thanks for having me.
1: Yeah, we're How glad are to be on. It's western New York, my
0: favorite part of the
1: state. It looks oh, sunny okay. today, which is unusual.
2: I <laughs> wish the weather was nicer. It's about 35 <laughs> degrees out right now. but it's not it too sunny, bad. Come so
1: on.
0: <laughs>
2: can't stop smiling. It's sunny out. so yeah,
0: That's a nice yeah. spring day for y'all out there. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Great, great. So listen, though, we're glad to have you on. We know or we've heard that you just have such a great... Reputation when it comes to presenting on all different levels. So our episode today is mostly aligned to just you know for others to understand our peers, right? How presentation? There are many ways you could present. How it may fall into your district versus how you know someone else may want to do it in theirs. But there are some basic tenements that we like to speak to you about and and just get your spin up. So I guess you know and kicking it off here, you you've been in more than one district, right? And I guess. And your experience, what do you think can be said about the importance of presenting, you know, by us, the SBO, to various stakeholders in the district?
2: Well, I think it's very important. Yes, I this is my second school district. And I would just say that the process from budget to presentations is very different. It has been very different in both. I was in a much smaller district for almost five years mm-hmm. and. I gave a lot of presentations at teacher meetings and we had more budget workshops and there was a lot more detail to what I was presenting. So I think it's really important to get uh, buy-in from all of your stakeholders, obviously, but there's different groups that your superintendent or board may want you to hit, you know, that are important and could be different in different districts.
0: Sure. Uh,
2: for example... The last district I was at was very focused on the tax levy and not raising the taxes. We really worked hard to present to the community, especially if, you know, we were looking at raising the taxes to the cap or, you know, just in general, whatever we were doing with so, the
0: budget so, that year. Now, to cut you off, so in that respect, would you be like trying to tell your presentation to show maybe the history of of the district's uh, tax cap as it, as it relates to, you know, the 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 surrounding areas or the region or even like the state and then maybe getting a spin as to like hey we we saved this amount of money or you know just give them some graphical illustrations like hey this is the reason why like you know would that fall into that pocket yeah
2: so we we did a lot of comparisons to surrounding districts in the region and in western new york and looking at what our tax rate was versus what everyone else's tax rate was and you know walking through understanding how the rates are set and right. I think that's incredibly important for the community to understand is that we have the levy, and that's what we control. Yes, uh, we don't control assessments or what New York State says in terms of the uh, rate they set the equalization rate. So. Um, trying to get everyone to understand that is a big piece of it. I don't think there's not enough education out there for the community most times, you know, so really trying to educate the community on that was a big, big piece. We also had a a really big pilot. One of the biggest, uh, (coughs) programs they were working on the biggest pilot that New York state had at the time called the stamp, the stamp project. Mm -hmm. And they took a, a lot of, uh, Land off the assessed value of the tax rolls. Mm -hmm. So I also did a lot with the comparison of that and how much money the district uh, was paying versus how much they would be paying if that land was on the rolls to show them because they still haven't filled that space completely for the stamp project. So it was important for them to understand that.
1: So you went from one of the smaller districts in the Western New York region to one of the larger districts. Do you think that the size of the district plays a part in how you're presenting this data? Because you said that, you know, you're not so much in the weeds, I guess, for lack of a better term now, being at a larger district than maybe you were at Oakfield, Alabama.
2: Yes, I would say that that is very much true. The board wanted to know a lot of in-depth information about the, about the budget And not that the Board of Education here does not, You know, we go through the budget in depth, um, but my presentations are not as in depth as they were. And the detail that they see behind the the budget is not as in depth as it was. So here, there's a lot less counties to deal with and townships and, and villages than there were. At my last district, we had four or five different rates that could potentially be set, Based on that. So, so, you know, when we, we talk about tax levy, which is one hot topic, of course, you know, we go through, we go through the entire, the tax cap and then setting the levy and really looking at, you know, what the increase is for the taxpayers.
1: Great. So that being said, we're kind of, you know, three quarters of the way through the budget process. So I think this is a really opportune time to ask you, can you walk us through what your process is throughout the budget season? and and really how that plays into your presentation and what data you're presenting to the community?
2: Sure. So starting back in November, I met with the principals and the directors and we really went through their budget from the prior year and looked at any pie in the sky, hopes they had for new supplies, materials, equipment, worked with the assistant superintendent for curriculum and HR and went through staffing and any of the curriculum related needs. And really started to look at our payroll codes and, and what we were doing with the, how enrollment is. As you know, COVID has caused some, a bit of a decrease and started to put together a comprehensive budget based on enrollment figures and staffing figures and looking at those pie in the sky wishes and <clears throat> putting together a comprehensive plan just to see from an expenditure side where we were at. And once you have that known number, if you will, that's the the largest number I think we would have in terms of a budget working backwards and looking at revenue and what can we do with the tax cap and the tax levy. Mm -hmm. And it was good and bad that state aid came out (laughs) sooner than normal. So you're laughing, but really looking at that and trying to understand how much of state aid we could rely on. So, you know, those are all the things, the factors that I discuss at the board meetings when I'm giving my presentations. So here's where we're at. Mm
1: -hmm. Uh,
2: Here's what we're doing. If we're planning on adding any programs would like the curriculum instruction to sort of give those presentations at meetings because they really know, you know, that's their their yeah, they're the that's experts. What they know, yeah, they know mm-hmm. they know about that. They can talk about it. I'm putting dollar figures to it, you know. So we work together in that respect. We're we're doing a brief overview tomorrow in the presentation that we're having.
1: Right as, as of the date of this recording, program. it's it's Monday, April fourth. Yeah, we're hoping the the state aid numbers will come out. Nicole, are you anticipating any big changes from what you have been using in your presentations?
2: No, I am pretty conservative with the numbers and based on um, where the state came out, I always have looked at state aid numbers and done a calculation down typically because in the past when Governor Cuomo was in office, he would come out with like bare bones number and um, the legislature would would come out with their number and then it'd usually be somewhere in the middle, right? So Mm -hmm. uh, the approved budget would be somewhere in the middle. So I tried to estimate that. Now the governor has promised the fully phase in of foundation aid, which is good for us Mm -hmm. at Kenton. However, the initial numbers came out with factors, previous factors, and everything gets updated yearly. So when you rerun those numbers with the the new factors, it's a little less than what she calculated. But I I am fairly certain that those numbers are going to stand. I haven't heard any controversy about. Yeah, we
0: haven't either. Yeah. yeah.
2: The governor, the governor, and she, yeah, she hasn't been. This is not where the controversy is, which is crazy because normally that's where it is
0: mm-hmm. Uh,
2: mm-hmm. during budget times. So. There are other factors they, I think, are still working out that have nothing to do with education. So right. yeah, Jack good. and I were, were talking
1: last week that we don't anticipate much change. I mean, it's like you said, it usually is kind of this horse trading going on, you know, for months when Cuomo was in office. But it's a much rosier picture. But I don't know that it's going to get any rosier than it is, you know, since mm-hmm. January. Mm-hmm. So Nicole, I guess, you know, in, in speaking more along, more along the
0: lines of our presenting, For those out there, what do you think are the top qualities? Maybe like, I guess for a presenter, to be a good presenter, you know, you think about focus, think about rehearsing and and tools you might use, but from your perspective, maybe what are several qualities you think make you a good master presenter?
2: Well, I certainly still get nervous when I present. And I think the, the main component of a presentation that makes it really good for me is being incredibly prepared, over-prepared, too prepared. I always make sure I... I talk through my slides before I go through a presentation just because there are certain talking points. And when you're up Mm -hmm. there and you may be a little bit nervous, you don't know how many people are going to be at your meeting. Yeah, for sure. You don't know, especially now, a lot of people have had a lot more community members to come speak at their. You just want to make sure you're prepared. So I try to over prepare, uh, let's say. I would try to anticipate any questions, really look at the information. I can't stress that enough. Looking uh-huh. at your presentation, your slide, and knowing what you're going to say before you're going to say it. Hopefully, knowing what questions will be asked based on what you're it's presenting. It's
0: pretty,
2: yeah. yeah, And I come with like a stack of information to budget presentations. Of you know, historical oh, budgets, yeah. historical expenditures. Try to be over prepared for anything anybody could potentially ask me.
1: That's good. good. Uh, so, so the- with with your presentations, how do you think an SBO can learn to present budgets. I mean, I think preparing is one thing and rehearsing, but what would you say would be your advice in terms of, you know, getting into a budget, especially kind of in your situation, coming into a new district, like what do you do do to, to present these numbers that, you know, having been in a district before, you just kind of know where everything is in the back of your mind, but, you know, coming into somewhere new is that you're starting fresh. So how, what is your approach and what advice?
2: So my approach is to, go over my presentation with the superintendent previous Mm -hmm. typically, and just uh, show him the presentation and walk through some of my talking points. And I think now it's been roughly a year and a half. I have an understanding of the areas. I know he's going to want me to hit on and certain, certain topics that he wants me to, to hit on. And so I try to do that and he gives me good, great feedback. And I think, you know, in some districts, the superintendent does present the budget. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, their feedback is incredibly important. So they're tight with the board. They know what the board of education will, will want to see potentially from you. And I think it's just good to get their input and feedback on exactly what it is that you're presenting, because sometimes they may think it's too much. Sometimes they think it's not enough. There may be points that you overlooked, because there's so much, I yeah. mean, the revenue and expense budget, and you can break it down based on a couple of things, but there really is a lot to, to talk about. I mean, of course, there's the really important topics, the tax levy, the tax cap, state aid, but, you know, you just want to make sure your priorities are, are uh, in line with the superintendents. I think that's- absolutely. Probably my biggest recommendation. I also think it's nice now because when I started, really there were not a lot of videoed meetings, but now you can watch anybody's meetings. I could go back and watch John's meetings That's if I wanted to. Good. Yeah.
0: It's good. It's uh, good.
1: Uh, good sleeping material if you know you're having trouble <laughs> getting to bed. You can watch me <laughs> present on a budget at Kenton. <laughs> so,
0: That's a good piece of advice though. I like that.
2: (laughs) Well, if you particularly like somebody's style, that's another business official, you know, watch their presentations, look at what they're doing. Copy that. I mean, flattery, you know, being copied by other, by others. So. Of course.
0: Yeah. Wow. So Nicole, I guess, and look, we're looking to wrap up here, but I wanted to just, you know, in, in presenting, I always think of like, you know, awareness of certain intentions, like body language, confidence you know the pace I guess and like you like you said the organization preparedness right The having other things to to be prepared but I mean, even sometimes listening to your audience is critical and I guess you now seeing watching others is even a good piece why do you think those things can can impact and I guess in the same respect maybe you can give encouragement to our peers you know could you speak to something you've done in the past and how it's helped you to this day
1: Yeah, like some presentation you just knocked out of the park that you loved.
2: Oh gosh. (laughs) I don't like watching myself present. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. (laughs) I don't feel like I have, I'm not an expert presenter by any means, but I think that I have done a couple of presentations specifically in, in Oakfield. I think most of my presentations here have been pretty good, but the more prepared I, I have been in the past, and the more I know, and the more you're comfortable, you talk slow. Obviously, pace is a big deal, <clears throat>
0: mm-hmm.
2: and especially when we were all masked, pace was incredibly, oh, yeah, it's yeah, a good point. Co- yeah,
0: that's important.
2: So I think that you know I had worked hard on something that I really. Uh, believed in at my last district and presented it out there for the board to approve or disapprove. And though they didn't all agree, you know, they were like interested in the information and it just went well. And I think the better prepared you are, the more on pace you are. I think the more excited you sort of look and very interested, it it helps keep everyone else's interest in your presentation. So yeah. And it, again, watch other people present, you know, and watch yourself present. It's it's not easy sometimes to do, especially in the beginning, but it'll give you some good feedback on, you know, your body language or
0: yeah.
2: things you might be saying that, you know.
1: Present in the mirror. Present yeah, in, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's, that's a good point, because now that everything is recorded, typically, like you said, Nicole, I mean, there's been times where. I knew what I was thinking and how I thought I was presenting, but you go back and watch it like, oh, I came off totally different, you know, Mm -hmm. thankfully it wasn't anything like totally egregious, but just something to kind of (laughs) mentally note for the future. A
2: hundred percent, a hundred percent. And I think having, you know, buzzwords sort of for each of my slides, I try to hit, that's really helpful for me too. Yeah. Pine of sky. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I like that one. So Nicole, this, this has been a great conversation and some really good advice for our listeners, but we also just kind of like to open it up at the end and, and maybe you can give just some general advice, anything that you'd like to share on this topic out that maybe we didn't touch on in the, in the conversation.
2: Yeah. For any new school business officials, just really use the resources that are out there. Uh, there's tons of budget timeline resources, look at other people's presentations and work you know, with your superintendent to determine exactly what the expectation is for presentations and prepare, prepare, prepare.
1: Yeah, it's good stuff. Right. Well, thank you. Great. And, you know, Even especially cool. because you you have a vacation coming up, right? Yes. Awesome. Thankfully. I guess. Oh, hopefully, hopefully <laughs> well, it's, great. it's great
0: seeing you. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I,
1: guess yeah. I hadn't seen in a while. I didn't realize you grew your hair
0: again. Wow. Your hair's like down yeah. your knees. Oh, well,
2: <laughs> not quite.
0: Nah, no I know uh, yeah exactly short and I remember you yes. was good to you. Yeah. yeah,
2: you guys too. Yeah sure. Nicole, thank
1: you so much. It's, it's been a great me. conversation. We really appreciate your time.
2: Yeah, thank uh, you so much. Yep, yeah, good uh, luck right. with the budget. Thanks. Good
1: luck. Thanks for tuning in today everyone. I hope you enjoyed it. No, we had a great you. conversation with Nicole. got a lot of good tips on presenting and I hope you can walk away with some of those for the future. Well, those are great, John. I mean, mm-hmm. the one that she mentioned, and I
0: guess it's so some kind of the subtlest things right under your nose, you don't realize, but looking at other presentations, yeah, that's out there. I mean, I remember before, I know when I was starting to. To formulate my own presentations, first starting in district seven years ago, I said, you know, let me look around and see the neighbors, and look at some even on the other side of town and things yeah. like that, and how they put together. And in my old district too, you know, that does play into how you put in presentation. But
1: yeah, looking at others oh, is great. I'm gonna be looking at some videos tonight, and that really even <laughs> helps. Like when we were talking about a few podcasts ago with carrie just kind of looking at meetings to get a vibe feel for the board meeting. So not only you're getting that vibe, but you're also seeing how the data is presented, what the board is looking for, how the Mm -hmm. superintendents interacting. So that that's great advice. And it's huge great resource
0: right out there under our under our nose so yeah. folks this is great another week another episode again as we alluded to in our SB on cut we hope you like that we got some good feedback from that yeah that was week. fun that was um, we had to do some we more actually can't wait to do another one but we want to give you content of yeah, we, we don't want to overload more right we could we could participate all day but this is great so with that this is uh Jack Mitchell SB Perspectives, signing off thanks everyone.